Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mark Molina, CEO of Molina Leadership and Business Development Solutions. I'm very excited this afternoon to be interviewing with us uh, a young intern at the Molina Law Group. Her name is Leslie Chacon Romero, and I'm going to begin by reading her bio. Leslie Chacon Romero is a community member of Cottage Grove who just graduated high school. Leslie, upon graduation, receives very high honors and several courts of gra at graduation, such as receiving high honors for a 3.7 GPA and 100 plus hours of community service. Leslie was part of several organizations in her community, such as being the first cultural club at her school, being part of Youth Advisory Council, and several other organizations that support students of colors receiving a better education. Leslie was also part of the cross-country community boxing and wrestling team, all while working at a restaurant in town. Leslie was accepted to Oregon State University and the University of Oregon. However, she has chosen to be a duck. She was awarded several scholarships and will be attending her freshman year of college debt-free. Leslie now works for both the restaurant and recently became a legal assistant for the Molina Law Group. She will be attending the University of Oregon to pursue a career in law and become a lawyer for immigration and criminal defense. She already has accomplished being one of the first in her family to go to college. Her next goal is to not only be the first female in her whole family to graduate college, but also to become a lawyer to help people in need. Leslie, welcome. Thank you. Excited to interview you today and help tell your story, help tell a story of dreams and hard work and devotion and sacrifice not only by you but by your family for you and you know we have a lot of not so good stories going on in the world right now but your story is a beautiful story and we're here today to help you tell it so welcome thank you i'm excited <laughs> yes i am too so you know you have quite the accomplishments regards in regards to your GPA being 3.7, 100 pl hours plus of community service. You're on the wrestling team, the boxing team, the cross country team, and you worked in the restaurant. Yes. How did you do all of that? Well, a lot of nights I, or mornings, I guess I should say, I had to stay up at night or wake up super early, get homework done be at school an extra hour early every day. It was tough, but I managed to do it. My family was always there supporting me, making sure I got things done when I didn't want to. You know, I think that's really important what you just said, Leslie, getting things done even when you didn't want to. Yes. And that there was someone there to support you and not only encourage you, but push you a little bit and say, this is for you, your future, and so that you can have a hope. Now, where's your family from originally? Where are you from? Are you from here in the U.S.? Were you born here? Yes, I was born here. Um, I was born in Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada. So I had just actually recently moved, like, my freshman year of high school. It was a big change, but very exciting. My parents, my mom is from, um, she was born in California, Modesto, California, and my Dad was born in Zacatecas, Mexico, so. <laughs> yes. Now, you were 14 when you moved here? Yes, I was. 
What did you think when you came? How, you know, Nevada is really hot. Yeah. to the Pacific Northwest. What was that like for you? When I came, it was during the summer, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like a wonderland. It's so pretty and green and sunny. And then December and October, all those rainy months hit, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a wonderland when it's, it's so cold. It should be snowing, but it's raining, right? Yes. <laughs> But when you came here the last, not this last year, but the two years before, we had quite the snowstorm. Were those the first time you've, the first time you've seen snow? Yeah, actually, the first time that I seen snow was on New Year's, and I think it was also maybe freshman year when I came, maybe like four or three years ago. It rained on New Year's, and I or not rained snowed, and in Las Vegas, like. It's, it's the snow that happens. It's like five seconds and everybody's excited. <laughs> but over here, it kept snowing and it was building up. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was exciting. How many kids are in your family? Um, I have a, a brother that's one year younger than me and then another brother that is maybe like nine years old. And I also had two cousins I grew up with that are both older than me. I, I always call them my brothers because we just all grew up together, so. What kind of things have your family said to you about these wonderful achievements, this really hard work that you, you've put in to get to this point? You're going to the University of Oregon, full scholarship. You're not gonna owe anyone a dime. You're gonna have to work for it, you know that academically, but uh, you've already proven you're prepared to do that. What are some of the things your family has said about all of this? They're just really excited. Like at first, I, my goal was to actually go to community college because I, I don't know, I, I never thought that I would be able to get all these op great opportunities that I did. And so my parents always just told me ever since I was younger, like, we want more than we had for you. Like, we want you to do better than we did. So they always pushed me, and whenever I said like, "Oh, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer," they always like, they were supportive of it. I even my mom even dressed me as a lawyer one day when I, for Halloween when I was younger. So. Oh really? <laughs> she did. So what was it like for you coming into Cottage Grove High School, fresh from Vegas? What was it like? Did you feel like you were accepted? Did you feel welcome? What was it like for you to fit in? It was a change. Um, I've actually have told people this. They asked me that. And I think in Vegas, like, I didn't really see, like, so much of, like, I never experienced racism as I did here, actually. Like, in Vegas, everybody was mixed and colored, and you didn't really see a lot of white people, actually. So... Moving here, it was a big change and it, it was hard because you had a lot of people who, I've had people who had told me like, go back to where you came from or they've yelled like white supremacy in my face and just things that I didn't think were out there, but I'm happy that I did move here and I did experience those things because it made me become in a leadership role for the people of color in our community. It made me want to help out more and see that there is problems. Well, that's a powerful statement. I've never heard you share that part of your story with me before. So this is all new to me. I, everything probably you're going to say here today is going to be new to me. And I, what a compelling story. What a dynamic story to hear that these things happen to you at such a young age. 
and you use that as a leadership opportunity for growth and development and to take a stand courageously and and to make a difference did you get that inspiration from your parents or was it just internal is it, is it who you are um i i feel like i got the inspiration from the people who would tell me these things like i seen that people need to be informed, educated, or just know that some things aren't okay. Like, And it was me and my friend, we started the Mecha at our high school that nobody had ever started any culture or really anything like that at our school. So it was really new and we got a lot of support from teachers, but we noticed that some students weren't okay with it at first. But as time went on, they seen that we just wanted to unite people. We just wanted to make a difference in our community. Now, why were some of those students not okay with you starting your own Mecha club? Because I I think that it had a lot to do with um, a lot of students at my school. It, we have it's a small town. Um, there's a lot of Trump supporters, and sometimes they would hear things he would say and maybe use that or just. I don't think it was okay because at first, because it was big change, like nobody had seen people of color in, in our community, especially speak out or start something like that. So it was definitely um, changing in our community. And we did protest sometimes. And that was, some people didn't like that, obviously, but we also had a lot of support, so. What kind of things did you protest? We protested against um, gun violence and we also have gone to Eugene and just protested for um, education of Latinos and just sort of things like that. We come to Eugene and we'll go in with the Mecha here at the University of Oregon and they helped us out a lot to start something. They didn't know that we existed and once we started saying like, our community has a lot of problems actually like that need to be addressed like they helped out, us out so and how did they do that did they did they help you out with, with they kind of they guided us into what the club should be like and how we should handle things and when they had like big events for other mecha um other mecha high schools here in springfield and eugene they would invite us. We got to sit in in a lot of classes. We had a class um, through LCC, Lane Community College too. So not only did they guide us about how our club should be, we also got a lot of help, like helpful resources and classes that we were able to take. So people are gonna watch this. Some people know what Mecha is. Some people say, yeah, I've heard of that. What is Mecha to you and why did you do choose Mecha? Mecha to me, it stands for, um, uh, it's a long name, but pretty much it's an organization of Latinos who build each other up and we have a, a sense of pride and community within each other where we welcome anyone and whoever wants to join us is more than free um, at our school anyways, we, that's what we did. Um, and it's just, it was a way to just empower those who didn't have that voice or if something happens, happened to them, like we were all able to talk about it, address it, maybe even help the problem. So, yeah. How did you break? We did a lot of fundraising too. 
How did you bridge those conversations with fellow students or teachers or other people that might have had concerns about what you were doing and why you were doing it? Yes, um, so some administration was a little, um, they weren't sure, too sure about it at first, but um, as time went on, because some of the things we did, we did get like community members who would call like about some of the things we were doing because they didn't like it. So sometimes we did get in trouble for the things we would do like when we had the protest against gun violence, some parents weren't happy with that. So we we had a great mentor. Um, his, his name, he was my teacher um, and he does history and he really helped us and he, he spoke up for us when we couldn't. And he took a lot of things from people like he had, you know, people called him out a lot and stuff, which, but he really showed like his stance with the Latino community and just other um, ethnicities as well. Why did, what were some of the things you heard? What was some of the pushback about gun violence? Why, why were people angry that you protested gun violence? Because it was, I don't I think it was more of they were, they weren't like, like I said, it's our, our small town. They haven't seen anything like that. We really didn't have any protests during that time. And now as like we were, you know, there's more protests in our community, but at first that was like, I, it was, I'm pretty sure it wasn't one of the first, but it was, it was pretty big. Like we, we even made the news, we were all so excited. And, um, but yeah, some of the pushback was just like that they want their guns and I don't know, just things like that. Like we were just taking a moment for silence for the, um, the school shooting that had just happened as well. So, so the, their concern was that from what you understand, uh, understood at that time was that they were concerned they were going to lose their second amendment privilege of owning yes. a weapon. Okay. And that's not what you guys were communicating. No, we just wanted to um, address, like, have a memorial pretty much for the students who lost their lives and just have more, a little bit more gun control than we do. Because at the time, I think they were talking about giving guns to teachers and that, that scared a lot of students. We had a lot of students join us as well, not just from Mecha, but. So you started this your freshman year? I started this my sophomore year with um, one of my friends. And so you've recently graduated high school. What was the state of that club when you graduated? What does it look like for that school and group of students involved moving forward? I hope it moves forward. This year was a little bit more shaky just because of everything going on. And I was a senior and I had eventually I got help, but we actually started fundraising for um, uh, a community member in our town that was um, his wife had just been deported and his family and he had he only had a baby that was born here and he was I think he had Parkinson's Parkinson's disease so we were selling chocolates and ice cream to just help fundraise some money for him that's quite the the story regarding the scope of the story what you learn, involvement in community, helping open hearts and minds to culture. 
maybe reshaping some culture, relearning about maybe those that didn't know much about the Latino community or communities of color, you now and your group of friends and those that helped you helped introduce the realities and that you can, there is a place for everyone and you can get along and you can peaceably coexist, even if the struggle is hard, even if there's tension, because there's no tension, there's no growth without tension. You know that you're an athlete. How do you view those seasons now? How did, how did it change you and what did you learn about that kind of struggle and becoming a better communicator? You mean like with sports or just in general? No, with all the things that you learn. I, I, I use sports as, you know, I boxed when I was in the Army, so I know how hard it is, how hard you have to train. It's not just being able to hit something hard. It's being able to take a hard punch and yeah. still be able to stay in the process, right? The engagement, yes. the combat. So I'm, I just use that as a metaphor for discipline, but you had a lot of cultural idioms you had to put into a context that people could understand and accept and learn to cooperate with. What did you learn about yourself and how did you grow in communication in, in all of that time? I think, like I said before, like getting all this backlash on me because of my ethnicity was very eye-opening and it really, I felt like I did find myself when I would go to these leadership, like things that we had or when I was put in a leadership role, like it, it really wanted, inspired me to want to do more for people. And um, I think also <laughs> it was scary, but I know that I did learn a lot from it. I learned that even though people might not always agree with me, I can still make some sort of a difference. Even if it's minor, it's going to help someone else in the long run. I think it's important what you just said. What an important message is that it, I'm sure it was scary. As much as it was scary for you, it's just as scary for the people that don't understand it, that, that haven't seen it before. They're concerned about what might happen next. And it allowed all of you to question, what do I believe? Do I need to change in this area? What might be wrong? What might be right? And I just see the value for that city, that high school, that community, to have these really hard conversations because someone like you came along and said, this is my home, I live here too, I belong here too, my family's here, we're, we're not going anywhere, and finding that voice and finding your place. And I hope that when you transition to college, you'll look back on this time and realize the opportunity that you had to bring about a change that would have never come had you not been here and you not take on that leadership role. Is that something that you're aware of looking back? A little bit, yes. I know that even though we didn't get to do as much as we liked with the club, I know that if it keeps going and it's strong the way it is, not only did we make the club ourselves, but we inspired other clubs like Black Student Union and just other, like, um, also I think it was just different clubs that help our community. And it was because we started that one little thing. And I just, I really hope that it stays strong and it does become bigger than we, like we imagined it when we first started it. 
you have here you did 100 plus hours of community service yes what kind and where i so my beginning freshman year sophomore year um before i was in metro metro really gave me most of those hours but i also did key club and um a different volunteering club too and we would go and we would just help out with like um dinners i think there was a veterans dinner too at um a church and i helped out with that we also planted um flowers in our main street just different little things like that um helping with big community events what did you learn about service? What did you learn about leadership? And what did you learn about people and all that, those hours of community service, regardless of what venue it was in? I just, I always like seeing, like, it made me feel good afterwards. Like I did something for our community that, you know, others might not see or just simple thing by putting flowers by a street and cleaning it up. It just, it made me feel like I made a difference. And I really seen the environment that I was into. Like a lot of people were very open-minded and very sweet and people would drive by and say, thank you. I really like getting that recognition of like, I'm doing something like I'm, I'm helping something. I don't know. Yeah. I think that when we serve, I believe that when we serve, we also see the, the good in our community. You mm -hmm. saw, as you just said, the people that were open-minded, the people that were grateful, the people that did thank you, the people that did acknowledge and recognize who you are and what you're doing and the value that it brings. Yes. yes. And I think that for any young person your age or anyone in high school, it's important that serving the community also helps us grow with that community, not only within the community, but we grow with the community. It makes, it gives us that connection. And I appreciate how you found your voice in Mecha. They gave you some opportunities to grow in the, as a leader. They gave you opportunities to grow uh, in the realm of communication. But these other clubs gave you an opportunity also to grow in greater understanding of the community at large. Would you agree with that? Yes, it, it definitely exposed me to a lot more of the community and what the community did have to offer. And I also, cross country also gave me a lot of hours too because the coaches were very like, they love to volunteer and help out in our community. They always encouraged the teammates to do the same thing. So seeing how, how much people were invested in this town, so, I mean, some people, not all, but it just it did inspire me to like i want to do that too because in vegas we didn't have any of that you couldn't go plant i mean you could but it's it's a lot more different the environment over there is more chaotic and busy and it's there's a lot of crime and so it's it's scarier so here it was just more like open and peaceful and people wanting to do good things for our community like I, I see that and it really it changed my mindset a lot in cross country what events did you run um i would do the 5k so that was three miles and <laughs> it was tough i did that for two years i loved i think it was more that i loved the atmosphere i was in the coaches were very sweet and they were 
always helping others and it really that I think they really inspired me so they gave me like the first experience of Cottage Grove and I'm happy it was them because they 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 led the path to what I eventually started doing. What did you learn about yourself running? That I'm capable of a lot more than I give myself credit for just when I would finish at these I, my best time, I think, was like 25 or 24 minutes and three miles. So just getting that next best time, I would be like, wow, like I, I did that. I worked for that. That's a big deal. Now you also wrestled for the high school. Tell us a little bit about that. What did, why, why wrestling? What's, why did you want to engage in that? Um, I did jujitsu for nine years and I loved it. And it was just, it gave me a sense of that. Like, it, it made me feel like I was home again. Jiu-Jitsu is home to me. I love it. Whenever I can, I will do it. <laughs> but yeah, just, it gave me the sense of home. And also wrestling, you get really close with people. Like, not just physically, but <laughs> like, it's like it becomes a family and people really rely on each other and support each other. And it's a lot of like yourself like you have to keep willing to go through it and that was also a big representation of life for me like you have to tell yourself like I can do it our coaches would always tell us it's the next two minutes that count so just having that yourself and in, in that position like trying to defend everything you can for yourself yeah how many young ladies run the team um, my first year I did it, there were maybe 10, 12, not many. And then our second year, we had around eight, I think. We were we were pretty small, but we got, we for the girls, my first year, we, we got a lot of awards and we got like first place at one big tournament that we went because we were so tight and we always supported each other and we had great coaches. <laughs> Yeah, you said 10 or 12 girls is not a lot of girls, but from when I was your age, girls weren't playing boy sports. So you said 10 or 12 girls to me, and I'm thinking, man, that's a lot. <laughs> um, let's talk about boxing. What did, you, what, what did you like about boxing? Tell the truth. I loved it. <laughs> um, it was just a way for me to, it, it really, like, when I had so much going on and all these things and it was just a good way to release that like in a positive way where it was controlled instead of me exploding somewhere <laughs> and um, it was just it, my coach was actually a principal at the high school at the time so he knew us and he was very friendly with us and it was just I, I don't know I loved it I love boxing like it's one of my favorites I might like it more than jujitsu I don't know <laughs> but just having to do those movements and your opponents it's just it's a crazy feeling I appreciate that that particular word the, the expression of those movements because I was a young man overseas in Germany in the army when I started boxing and I remember too the the fluid movements right being able to move side to side and slip and and I was going through a rough time personally myself I had, had uh, post positive drug test right and it was re really boxing that helped me get myself 
centered again and the, the extreme conditioning. And I just really loved it. I, I, I realized getting hit, I don't know how else to say it, is that like, as long, you can hit me, but I'm going to hit you back. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but you're, you're just, it, a, you're yeah. in that psychological. It's very, it's therapeutic. It really is. It just, it takes everything out. You're focused on the movements you're doing, mm -hmm. their footing, like what's your next step, planning things, like just all these little technical things that you wouldn't see standing on the outside of the ring. You really have to be inside. I can appreciate everything that you just said because those are the things that I really loved about it. What did you learn about yourself when you were boxing, good and bad? The bad, I think, I I remember one time we were boxing and I was with a friend and we were boxing and sometimes, you know, you're in there and you just, you have so much going on and I just, it was like Hail Marys everywhere. And I felt bad afterwards because she started bleeding and it was, so it can become dangerous if you let it. You have to really be controlled and just be centered with yourself and know like this is a person too. Yeah, we're both fighting for the same thing, but at the end, they're human too and can't put all your problems on them just by a punch. What about the good? The good, um, just I seen the growth, like I, I love like going to boxing here in Eugene and like I would fight the guys and I would do really good and everybody was always surprised. So just seeing what I was capable of, like all the girls, I remember like they didn't want to box with me anymore at one point because it was, I was intense <laughs> and just, I, I could say that like, and it, I don't know, it makes me feel proud. Like I worked for that, like it took a while, but I was, I was able to take those punches and, you know, deliver them back. <laughs> you know, it's not just about hitting. I mean, the story yeah. within the story of you speaking is, is the hard work, the devotion, the dedication. Life is going to hit us. Yes. Right? The, the, the blows of life come to us all, and how we respond to those blows, metaphorically speaking, is important. We're, we can't... Um, we can't always fight back with regards to with anger or vengeance, but we have to fight back to life when the storms come. Yes. So those are some of the, the lessons that uh, from those kinds of disciplines that really teach us a lot. Mm -hmm. Like jujitsu also, like it taught me a lot of self-discipline. I remember I did a Japanese style jujitsu where it was mostly self-defense, but they really taught us to value ourselves and our family. At the end of it, we would all kneel down and just recite every day. We love our family, we love our parents, and we love ourselves. Like just those things that I didn't realize, but they really did help. And mm -hmm. it just teaches you a lot of discipline and respect for others. What did your family think of all these combat sports you were involved with? Well, my dad was the one who put me in because like I said, Vegas wasn't, it's not, it's not very safe sometimes. And it was scary. And my dad was like, I never want you to experience anything that, you know, some other people in my life have. And so he put me in jujitsu. I remember I hated, I was doing ballet and then all of a sudden I went to jujitsu. So it was a big change, but, he he saw that I was capable and I could do so much more. And my dad loves it. My mom loves that. I 
I can say I can defend myself or if so it came down to that it just it gives them that security I think that I could be on my own and I would be okay let's talk about your academics in high school what was it about school that you loved what were some of your favorite classes and of course we all have things we didn't like about it so um, I think what when I started, I struggled a lot in elementary because Spanish was my first language. So I was put in a lot of ESL and it was hard. Elementary was not easy for me. Like, and all of a sudden I went to middle school and things flipped like completely. Like I surprised my parents. Like I started to get better grades. Like I don't think I had a C in middle school either I'm not sure don't hold me accountable to that but um yeah and it just changed I I it gave me a lot of pride that I went from being this not great student in elementary school and all of a sudden I was I was in advanced classes like it it, it pushed me to want to do better and want to do more like it was like let's see if I can get better grades the next term yeah well, and it, it kept going <laughs> What were some of your favorite classes? What did you enjoy in high school? My favorite, middle school, I loved math. And then I got to high school and that changed. Um, I love history. History, I just love it. I love learning the truth about what did happen. And my teacher steered us away from textbooks and he showed us the truth. And it was really eye-opening to see while wow, these things happen some people don't know them like it's it's just crazy our history as people and how we've evolved from things i just i find it so interesting i love it that's one of the things that's going on right now with all the protests in america is they're learning the realities of history that was clearly not taught in schools clearly not printed in textbooks or clearly uh, misrepresented and what you just said I loved history and I was in accelerated history in high school and middle school I loved history and it's really disappointing to find out that much of the truth of, of how things really were were never really taught and so it, it, our histories are important the good and the bad and what we learn from them and how we can move forward yes what about your family how do they feel about how things are going for you they're really excited. My parents are just like beyond the moon that I'm going to university and I'm gonna be at the dorms. Like they're just very excited for me and just very proud. My mom, she just she always gets excited when we whenever we pass the U of O or I get some mail. Like she just she's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like I this is like she worked for it. I always when I graduated, I told her I'm like, this is for me and you. We both did it. She was my mom and dad at one point. Like, she just always pushed me. She always told me, I want you to do so much more than I was able to do. And mm. always since I was little. Yeah. Well, that's a really beautiful story. I'm <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying not to cry. Listen to hear you say that because the, the realities that some parents do make, the sacrifices, the, the challenges, you, you think to your mother, this is, this is about you too. This is our journey together and what you've done, how you provided for us. You know, yeah. you want to go to school and you want to study law? Yes. Go um, to law school post-undergrad? Yes. 
What do you want to study in your undergrad? Um, I think I'm going to do political science and maybe I want to take some of maybe like ethnic studies. I'm not too sure yet, but I'm really invested in that, I think. Why? Because I just, I want to, there's so much more that I could learn about people and their culture. And it's just, it's better. I feel like for me, it's better that I understand like what their traditions are and just it's a better way to understand people and what their past says about them and their history or maybe their traditions even now. Yeah. You know, political science, what attracts you to that? History, I think it's just, I love history. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I was aiming at was, did you have thoughts of running for political office one day if you have a degree in political science and then a law degree those are normally used as training grounds educating grounds preparing grounds for elected office have you thought about that i have i mean it's definitely run across my mind like i could do that but i don't know i think my focus right now is graduating and i have this amazing job right now that's gonna put my but through the door, <laughs> isn't that the same? Yeah, and I'm just, I'm really excited and yeah. And then so law school, if you go to the U of O law school, you want mm -hmm. to, I mean, you can go to any law school, but hypothetically speaking, it's here. Yes. You want to study immigration and criminal defense? Yes. Well, why those two arenas? So before I wanted to become a lawyer, I was really stuck on the idea of a teacher. And I actually got to be a teacher and I got to take a course that like, gave me that exposure. I remember in the classroom one day I was teaching and I just, I remember thinking like afterwards when the class was done, like I wanna help people who want the help, like not just take me for granted. Like I, I wanna hope that those that really need it and really want it and will work with you and so i think that's why yeah i think it's important what you just said with in regards to in any in any learning cycle in any kind of learning teaching relationship there are those who want help and want to learn and want to become more and there there are those that do not yes. I, I think it's important that we invest our time into those that are willing mm -hmm. that that is um just that's just the reality of life and living across the world so and i also i just i always knew i could do more like everybody my family always said like oh you know like you could do so much more and it it was never about like the salary for me or the money it was just like i i want to help people that's the end goal like i just want to help people that want it and need it do you think you might try out for the Oregon University of Oregon track team? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't, I hate the track. Like I hate running in circles. <laughs> so that's why I did do track during high school for a little bit, but it, I just, I wasn't really interested in it. with cross country. It's just this, scen this amazing scenery and you're running through it and it's not a regular track. It's like, it's, like earth and rocks and rivers. I had to run through rivers, mud pits. It's just, it's a crazy experience. They have a cross country team, don't they? I think so. I'm not sure if I would do it though. 
interesting thing. What about, are there any other sports at the University of Oregon that might interest you? Yeah. If I find anything, boxing, wrestling, and I I think I found some jujitsu studio close by there and I'm just like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) So I just, I really like martial arts. It's just, it brings me peace and like, it gives me, I don't know, I'm more aware of others, I feel like, and just gives me more self-discipline and makes me feel strong. Yeah, I did, I've done a lot of Taekwondo, especially here in town. It's been a few years since I practiced, but I have a pre, I appreciate that, what you just said, that sense of balance, that sense of, I remember Master Lee would say, you have to have a big pool. You know, yeah. when the ripples of life can you have a big pool, don't, don't let it get you upset. Because, you know, we learned a lot of things. We learned how to break your arm and break your legs. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's self-defense, right? Yes. You learn that's part of the game. I mean, that's you, you take that to defend yourself. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I agree with your dad. I agree with you. I, I believe that we have a responsibility to be able to defend ourselves. These are dangerous times. And, and I have a sense of uh, confidence and comfort knowing that if you try to harm my family, um, I have the skill to do something about it. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's important. Just because like, even my mom, she, she was not in the best relationship and she just seeing what she went through, just, you know, broke my heart. And she, I think she's happy too, that I can prevent that. And she, like, she won't ever have to see me go through that because I have those skills. And yeah, it's just, it's more of like a, it's the security, but like I said before, martial arts, it's like you find yourself, at least for me, I just, I really found myself in that sport. That's what I succeeded at. Mm-hmm. Leslie, you've accomplished so much already. I mean, it's just, I'm, in, I'm in, not only inspired, but I'm thinking of everything you've been saying and my mind's just kind of been drifting around just the sheer amount of effort to do all those sports, to get that GPA, a hundred some odd hours of community service, the kind of schedule I'm sure that that demanded of you, plus you worked at the restaurant and the pressures and the stresses of school, the cultural issues at school, the, the things you had to learn to adjust and adapt to, and the things that you had to realize, I can't change, but I've got to bear up under it, right? There's something in this that I need to learn. Yes. What would you say to your younger siblings about this time in your life, your little brothers? If you could, let's say five years from now, because one's younger, one, one's one year younger than you. If you could sit down in a room with them, how would you condense what you've learned what story would you tell them and how would you encourage them moving forward? It definitely, I had a lot of trauma in my life, a lot of trauma and just not the best experiences. So I would always just help him like at the end you have yourself and you, you can't bring yourself down. Even when the world tries to, you just got to push and know that at the end you can achieve these things if you really want it. That was always school for me was always my way of saying I have this light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going through all these things because I'm going to get here one day and I'm going to be able to go to university. And it happened. I just I really pushed myself and I 
I want nothing more than for, like, I always tell my little brother what my parents tell me, like, I want more for you. Like, I want you to be the smartest kid in your school, get valedictorian. Like, I just, I want him to achieve more than what I did and learn more than I did, too. Looking back, if you could talk to, if you were at a podium and in this room were the kids that you met, your freshman year, all the way up to your senior year, those that were considered your friends, those that considered themselves your enemies, your teachers, and those that you had interaction with, if you had all of them in the room right now, and you could say something to them about your four years at this school, in those learning lessons, some good, some hard, what would you say to them? we're all human and we really need to value each other even though some of you may not like me i i hope nothing but the best for you because life is crazy especially now like i want nothing for the best for everyone everyone's human they all go through their own battles and struggles and their achievements and i just think at the end like i said we're human everyone even if you have a different political belief than i do you have someone that cares about you. So make them proud, make yourself proud. Do what makes you happy at the end and don't let anyone bring you down. And to those that loved you the most and have been in this lifelong journey with you to this point, what would you say? That we did it. I didn't just do it. They, they contributed so much to me. My mom, like, I just have so much happiness and joy because this was our goal. It wasn't just mine, it was hers. And she worked with me and she was there. And like I said, she was my mom and dad, my best friend, my sister, everything. And I just, I love her so much now. All I wanted to do was make her proud. And I, I can say that, like I, I made her proud. Not only she sees the way I stand up for myself, through all the battles we've had to face together. We've been through so much together that I just, I want nothing but the best for her. And I'm happy that my little goal or my goals for her is also making her happy and making a difference for her. And she feels like she did something good. And to those that are behind you that are coming up, that might be as scared as you were when, when in their freshman year, they're just starting out they might have some of these same confrontations, these same struggles. What would you say to them? Do what makes you happy and just always try, don't put yourself less than what you are. And I think that was something I struggled with in the beginning of high school. I didn't know that I could be capable of these things. Don't be scared to voice your own opinions and beliefs and because it might make a difference for people. Don't be scared or intimidated by other people on what you believe in or things that you could do for your own community. I'm gonna ask you just a few more because this is really important, the distilling and synthesizing our life lessons and how they've really impacted us and hearing ourselves say it. What would you say to all your coaches, boxing coach, cross country coach, wrestling coach, jujitsu coach? What would you say to the coaches that helped form and fashioned you? I love them because they taught me who I was. I think that's where I learned the most about myself is in these sports. They 
they seen what they pushed me when I didn't believe in myself. They were there when I didn't think I could do it and always seeing me and seeing having respect that respect for me I gave them back and we were able to have that for each other just supporting me and pushing me I think the pushing me part is I could be a butt sometimes and they would still be like no you know you can do this you know you're better than that and just having that presence and I just I learned a lot about myself through these sports and I think they were able to see that too, able to see my growth from day one to the end when I finished with them. What would you say to a room full of people that made it hard on you, that considered themselves your enemies, to those that did everything they could to keep you from advancing along, along the way? What would you say to those people? They inspired me the most. They inspired me and I prove them wrong. <laughs> and just taking all that negativeness, they inspired me. They really were also a drive for me. I, I knew I, I, I was capable of more and I did it without them. Like I, I didn't need them. And I can say that and I can say that they did not, whatever they believed in me, I proved them wrong and I'm here now and I'm gonna get to go to the university and it's exciting and I guess thank you for putting me down because I pushed myself and I knew what I I was capable of and the future is in front of you what do you want to say to the future of your life I just I hope that my future self keeps fighting the way I know that I have all these years and just be happy with yourself I think that's one of the big things because I've had a lot of people leave in my life. And like I said, I've had a lot of trauma. So just, I hope that she finally did get the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that I do achieve all these things that I'm working towards. And I hope the fight was for, it wasn't all for nothing. I hope I do get that win at the end. So. Well, I'm convinced that you will. You've shown all the necessary traits and the characteristics. If you continue to do the hard work, you should have no problem, <clears throat> excuse me, achieving your goals. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've had with us today Leslie Chacon Romero. She just graduated Cottage Grove High School. She is on her way on full scholarship to the University of Oregon. She's going to be another duck. And we're looking forward to the great things that we know we'll hear from her. We'll interview her again after the end of her first year and continue to see how things are developing for her. Leslie, thank you for your, thank you. your, your story. Thank you for um, sharing your heart and being so vulnerable. And thank you for your strength and your courage. Thank you to your mother and your father and your family that stood with you and stood by you. And thank you for never giving up. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You have, you. A good, you have a good day and we will have you back on this uh, program. Okay. Thank you. I can't wait. Okay. Bye-bye.